What up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of The Gray Zone. I'm your host, Ryan Addison. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Kyle Ibsen. How's everybody doing? It's great to be back. It's been a while. Yes, we know that you guys missed us. We missed you guys, too. So we promise we will never go away for months at a time again. Right, right Kyle? We, we, we can't disappoint our fans anymore. We we have to... We can't. Can, we'll, like, we'll, like, we'll find other random shit to talk about if we have to, because, you know, this is a nerd-related channel. I feel like that most people will probably start thinking we're only a superhero channel and Star Wars channel, but we're going to go into some other stuff, especially since my boy Ryan has finally, by the way, everybody, getting into anime, <clears throat> Naruto, <clears throat> but it's a step, and hey, it's hey, a step hey, I'm proud hey. of this man for. I am very proud of this I never, man. Yep. I so. never thought I would get into anime. Shout out to my girlfriend for putting me on Naruto. Once I'm finished Shippuden and it's 6,000 episodes, I'm going to move on <laughs> to other animes that my boy Kyle just, has suggested, just, Attack on Titan just and others. So. Just not One Piece because, or else that's another 6,000 episodes. Well, we'll get, but we'll, we'll get into that. That's for a, a different <laughs> podcast, but I just want everybody to know we, I'm starting to get this guy to branch out into some other stuff. And um, he's getting me to branch out into some other stuff, too, just of his own will. So it's going to work out, and things are going to be great. So, Ryan, what are what are we going to go over today? Oh, well, it's been kind of dry in the superhero world for the last couple of months. You know, a lot of things We need a hero. Back. We need a but hero to save us right now with entertainment. We need, we, we need a hero. And guess what? Marvel and, surprisingly... DC has delivered so much content for us these last couple of months. And we have so much to talk about. We have One Division. We have the Zack Snyder Justice League Cup. We have things that are coming out that are currently airing right now in Marvel or something that will be coming out in the next couple of months. It's like, I feel like the world is getting back to normal. The new normal. I'd say it'll be the new normal, but I do agree. It is... It's finally starting to get to the point where I'm getting comfortable with stuff. So, you know, let's start with WandaVision because that was, um, now, okay, I'll just start with this. Uh, what, what would you rate it? One out of 10, 10 being the best. Well, I will give the show an eight and a half out of 10. I was going to say a um, seven and a half for myself, but go okay. on. Okay. I mean, one of the things I do like, I did like about the show was is unusual approach in sitcom form. Now, I know it kind of threw a lot of people out the wrong, like after the first episode. And I'm just, I was, I was just tell people, just get through it. Just get through it. They're doing something. Now, I did like the callbacks to shows from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Uh, so, it's a show that made you think. It's a show that, which is something we're going to discuss about, led to crazy theories, which spoiler alert, we were all kind of wrong. I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah I could say it was pretty unexpected. Like some of the stuff that came out yes. of that. I enjoyed the weekly episodic episodes of like finishing an episode, and you're like, "Oh God, dang! I can't wait to see what happens next week." You know what I mean? It, it, it's like it was in a culture now where most shows are just dumped at once, like on Netflix, so you can just watch all ten episodes in a day. It's nice to have a weekly episodic show that you watch and you're just like 
I want more, but we can't have more. So I, I like that. Like, what, what did you like about it? Uh, well, for starters, I'll at least say um, it's kind of funny that you say that because, you know, everybody was the opposite at first. Uh, everybody hated waiting like a week at a time for something. And next thing you know, they're all freaking like, like just begging for more. And then Netflix and all those shows were like, okay, we'll release whole seasons at once. And people would binge watch it in like two days. And they're like, oh, I have to wait another year. So I get why they are doing the week thing again. You know, uh, and I'm, I'm okay with that because it made me it made me cherish the show a lot more. It gave me more time to do more research, and it gives us time to come up with more theories, to research more stuff. But um, so I do agree. So I liked how WandaVision makes you think. I like a lot of shows and movies that make you think, kind of like uh, Fight Club or The Illusionist, for example. You know, we're not talking about those, but. Uh, I do like, I agree, especially since you pointed it out to me, because I didn't realize it at first, how uh, when it first started, every episode was a new decade. You know, it was the 50s, then the second episode was the 60s, and then 70s, so on and so forth. I really did like that a lot. I thought that was great. I thought it was actually pretty unique. I loved that they had um, that old sense of humor, the, like you said, the sitcom style kind of stuff going on. I liked the actors that they even brought in kind of like how they brought um eric foreman's mom in <laughs> i always forget her name <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know even yeah, just I, even, I, I was, yeah. <laughs> even just the small stuff like that i i did enjoy you know? but um i did i didn't like it at first when it comes to like i'm like where are they going with this because i was really confused but i knew that they had a purpose and that purpose kind of did slap you on the face towards the end as in, like, this is kind of what we're doing, and I loved it, and all that, so, I think, uh, so I gave it a seven and a half, because I would have to say 75% of the show just was kind of like, where are they going, and then towards the end, I thought it started to becoming fantastic, but then, I'm not gonna lie, the last episode was just kind of like a, a man like it was like i would say it was a six out of ten no maybe not a, maybe maybe a 6.8 out of 10 i'll give it that and that's just because i was expecting some crazy ending i'm not gonna lie i really was but at the same time it's a marvel show they're doing this to build up you know they got wandavision then they got falcon and the winter soldier and they have loki which is to come out soon and all this i know is supposed to tie into the mcu and probably more certainly it's supposed to relate stuff in the newer movies that are going to come out for the next phase of marvel we know with doctor strange and uh spider-man and i don't know where they're going with black panther uh really but i'm excited I, i'm not gonna lie i'm excited to see especially where, where falcon and soldier kind of left off in the most recent episode but um I would say it was good overall, but let's, uh, what's, uh, I want to ask you this. What's one thing that you're really excited to see? Like, like, uh, a thing, an event or a character that you really did like in WandaVision. I'll let you ask. I mean, I'll ask you that. I know you just asked me, but I actually want to hear your opinion first. I will say it was Captain Rambo, Monica Rambo. Oh yeah. She's, does. she's badass, dude. I wouldn't fuck with her. Yeah. Like, I feel like yeah. she's the girl you'd pull a knife on if you try to mug her, and she's like, oh, you're doing this to me? To me out of all people? Oh, this is going to be fun. Like, I would not, I would not fuck with that bitch. No. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and, I, I would say, like, I, I'm going to pull it out 
people get annoyed when I say this. Like, like I would say me and you are the quote-unquote in the comics guy. But I'm going to say, in the comics, she's actually the original uh, female version of Captain Marvel. Before Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers has always been known as Miss Marvel. Now, MCU purposes, they did some things around. But so it was kind of cool to like see her powers um, develop. The fact that they gave her a backstory, and it's the fact how they introduced her backstory. They introduced her backstory in probably one of my favorite scenes of the whole show when she's coming back from the snap and she's in the hospital. So you got to see the world of when, like, the blip, remember, everybody hey, comes hey, back. Hey, yeah, hey, the blip. The blip, the blip. They didn't talk about it, Spider Man. It's called the blip. Yeah, my bad. The blip. And, but it was cool to see, like, everybody panic, like, in the hospital, because it's kind of like, well, yeah, that, that's what happens. Like, you're gone, and you come back. And it was sad to see that her that her mother has passed. But that's probably, that was probably the most memorable scene, at least to me, in WandaVision. And just, like, her, she, like, like I said, like, like she, she's just a badass. And I'm, I'm looking forward. We know she's going to be in Captain Marvel 2. We've seen the after credit scene with the scroll, so she's probably going to head up to space. Um towards a, a shield station fighting nick fury uh, sit on that beach that he was at in that in the move at the end of the movie you know because <laughs> remember that's where, that's, yeah that's where he was he was just enjoying my thing himself. is exactly but my thing is with her is like i don't know if you noticed it but it seemed like every time captain marvel's name was brought up she she there's like some animosity there like between the two of them so i wonder like hmm, is there like ill will maybe does she feel that that she abandoned her going up to space to stay there so i actually want to see their interaction in captain marvel too because i feel like things are not going to be all peachy fuzzy in the first interaction but the, yeah that's, that's good the one that's the, just me that's the, the one thing i actually was kind of hoping in captain marvel to relate to this was um remember how uh uh rambo had her jacket like she had captain marvel's like uh jacket from when she was in uh the military like the air force or whatever like I was hoping, honestly, because she ended up taking it back at the end. I was hoping she'd give it back to her and just be like, "Here you go. I'll take it when I come back." Because she did say she did do that in the sh- in the movie, uh, but she ended up taking it back at yeah. the end again. And I was like, "Oh man!" I was like, "I wanted to see lo- like her make another promise to her, but you know, it's okay. I'm okay with that." But yeah, um, first off, the actor or actress. Sorry, I should actress. She was great. I, I absolutely love her as the adult version of Captain Rambo. Um, I like how they have her getting her powers or her abilities now. Um, but do you think that her getting stuck inside the force field, like, you know, in 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 Wanda's force field gave her those powers? Or do you think something to do with the blip or something to do with how captain marvel got her powers gave her powers like i don't know what do you think because think about it it's still the same kind of like illuminating light it's still the same spectrum kind of thing like what 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 do you what do you think about that i totally think she got her power from the force field uh just because like the the radiation level is just like off the charts um really know when they brought in um what's her name darcy lewis and um, I love Darcy. I'm so glad to, they brought back yeah. Darcy. I'm so glad they brought her she, back she's somehow. She, yeah, she's so hilarious. Uh, I'm glad they brought her back, and of course, uh, Agent Wu as well. I, I mean, I'm glad like they, they brought all these side characters back for this show, and they all just killed it. 
but I think she got her powers from um uh, from the force field. I mean, a lot of her power, as you can see, is like she can see uh electricity and, and and static, you know, and just like energy off movements. Where I feel like that's pretty much what that force field was, and it's the fact that she got thrown out the force field. It wasn't like something where you know where she expanded the force field and changed it. No, she was forcibly tossed that force field but also we don't know if that may have not affected any other people that got caught in between the force field so we don't we don't know like if those people are gonna go through wait for it, mutations as well with their body like kind of what happened with monica rampa so it's just one of the things that we're just sort of gonna have to see uh in the phase four of the mcu yeah i mean i'm just gonna see that um one thing I'll tell you is this. So what if, um, you know, because this does happen to people, especially more so in the DC universe is their powers unlocking later. But, um, you know, maybe she had her powers the whole entire time. But, you know, I feel like, or the ability for powers. But I feel like that maybe the force fields helped unlock the abilities. Like she had it. There's no way for her to access it. Or unlock it, but I feel like that the force field is what actually made her unlock it. Or maybe it wasn't the force field, you know, because maybe it was more like... Because, you know, Wanda actually had to use her abilities on her. And she was like, how do you know about Pietro? How do you know about my brother? How do you know he died? Oh my gosh, blah, 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 like all this other stuff. Like, you know, there's like only that and she's like oh, did vision you know like and she starts talking about vision or in ultra oh, no sorry ultron and then so maybe ultron. her using her powers on rambo is what unlocked her abilities and then she sent her out of the fourth field but because they were unlocked and her uh i guess her witchcraft i guess you could say was being used on her is what made her unlock her powers not and i know i'm not saying that rambo's a witch a witch or anything like that uh especially with how the comics are because she is who she is but i feel like because her powers are still being used on rambo like wanda's powers were being used on rambo while she was exiting the force field is how she was able to maintain that which also brings this theory do you think vision can still somehow survive outside of that town Like that's that's what I'm wondering Not, right now. Which which vision? White 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 vision or No, 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 vision vision. We'll call the okay, I'm actually going to call the white oh, vision. No, I don't think so. I'm going to call white vision dark vision actually because and I'll get into that in a second, but I'm going to say like, you know, dark avengers kind of a thing. Um which I feel like that's pretty obvious at this point, which we'll get into as well when we talk about uh Falcon the Winter Soldier. But what do you like you know it's like i i don't i it, it has so i have so many questions really about that that i just don't know 100 percent. but like do you think normal vision the vision we know the ultron made vision from tony do you think he can survive outside the force field like do you think there might be a way for that to happen because she was able to bring him back she's able to still live with inside this spectrum this force field that she has do you think he can live without it I don't think so. I mean, we kind of saw what happened to him. We tried to exit out, and he started disintegrating to pieces because, in a sense, she's like a part of her. And that stuff outside that world, but kind of like her kids, 
take an assist without the force field. Now, actually, at the end, the end credit scene, we saw her starting in um, cold, and well, at least what we think is the dark cold. But maybe she is gonna try to find a way to not only bring back her children, but to bring back Vision as well through her magic. As far as now, I I don't think that um, we'll be able to assist outside of that force field. Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. So I don't know, like so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. So when it comes to um those abilities, especially because since they brought the X Men first class like that Pietra back, like that just like first off I'm glad they brought that actor back. I think he's a great Silver. Nothing against or I think he's a great Quicksilver. Nothing against the Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. The only time I really felt the actor from age of ultron i forget his name he has like three names for his thing but um you know Same. i only feel like aaron aaron tyler johnson yeah yeah that's the reason i remember his name aaron tyler johnson yeah you know i feel like that the only time i remember like feeling like that's something quicksilver would do when he did when he was in the movie was when uh you know he uh pretty much got shot by that cop and he was trying to help them and the cop was just like oh crap and then he's just like kind of looks at me he's like raised up his arms and his shoulder like what the heck man like come on like that's something quicksilver would do now as far as quicksilver in the comics you know which is the 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 other uh pietro the one that's from the x-men movies uh you know with just how he is overall with how he's like kind of cocky you know he is uh he's He's also, I guess you could say, not, like, optimistic, but, you know, he likes to be funny. He likes to kind of do jokes and stuff like that. That is how that Pietro is. And I felt like it was almost too serious oh, with the Ultron Pietro when it comes to that. Now, one thing that I actually thought was really cool was actually um, when, it, when I was doing that research that I was talking about, you know, in, in person was how both actors were actually in the movie Kick-Ass together and they were both best friends. So it's kind of ironic that they were both uh, uh, ended up in Quicksilver. And then when I looked into it, uh, I forget which company it was that did kick ass. But um, it, it turned out it was Mar it was a Marvel owned like publishing company. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to bring the kick ass universe into the MCU. Not at all. But I just thought it was kind of clever and kind of cool. But I love that dude as Quicksilver. He is such a great Quicksilver overall. But you know how he was still kind of evil on a lot of stuff. Uh, not, I, I guess you could say evil. I don't know if that's yeah. the right word for it. But you know he had some sort of malice intent behind everything, and I, I like, and that's why I think that still, and I still have a slight feeling that maybe he was, or is, has something to do with Loki, the god of mischief. You know, representing stuff because you know he even said in the show, you know, uh. Yeah, I just remember, you know, when it comes to, uh, like, Age of Ultron, or, or sorry, X-Men First Class, he's like, yeah, I just remember, like, dying, and, or, like, going to sleep or whatever when all this stuff happened, and now I'm back, like, you know, and, I, and here I am, you know, I was asleep, I don't remember anything, but yet he does remember, for some odd reason, that Vision died by Ultron, and that, or sorry, not by Ultron, by Thanos, Sorry, my bad. Um, you know, and stuff like that. But he was apparently dead, you know, during that. So I'm like, wait, how does Pietro know 
that Vision or Vision died from Thanos if he wasn't there during it. You know that that's that's something that I always thought was pretty interesting. But I'll have to say. No, it's but like what we. Huh? What? Like. Your uh, your audio is kind of cutting out right now. Okay, well, I don't know if you're having audio problems right now, but I thought that was actually pretty interesting. So, the, the my theory behind WandaVision is, okay, first off, Agatha, I thought she was great. Um, the last episode killed it. Um, I noticed that they did start talking about the Salem witch trials with everything, and I thought that was actually pretty interesting. Um, but, you know, it still was kind of... It, it, it got me really excited. I know everybody was talking about Mephisto uh, inst- or uh, Mephisto, sorry, and all that kind of stuff. I don't think they're going that route, but I would still like to see where they go with a lot of that stuff, and I'm still pretty curious to it. So we'll, we'll end up seeing in the long run how that stuff's going. But what, like overall, yeah, like that's why I say this show is a seven out of uh, a seven and a half out of ten because I felt like seventy five percent of it was just us trying to follow along, and then at the end, I was like, "Oh, they're doing all this crazy crap! Oh my gosh! Like, this is what's going on." And one thing I actually have to say is I'm very happy that they started showing how powerful she is. Like, think about how powerful she is. She she was able to take a whole entire town, a whole entire community, pretty much erase it off the map, make it her own. Bring dead person back to life, or a dead machine, however you want to say it. Make her own kids, and then, you know, like, and now this is going on. So she can make something, like, and make it pretty OP. Mm-hmm. Android. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that they actually finally call her the Scarlet Witch. Like, oh, they like, finally like, did yes, that. I know, finally. it's like... And no, nobody ever that, called her Scarlet yeah, Witch, but now they did, did it. Yeah, so it's like, okay, now she's finally going to home in her powers. Like, I mean, it's something that we discussed on the verses. Like, um, we were debating, like, Jean Grey versus uh, Scarlet Witch or, you know, the Dark Phoenix. It's that Scarlet Witch, is, she's really powerful. She's just very raw. Remember, she like very she, wrong, so. well. Remember, there there was the part in um, Endgame where she almost killed Thanos and ripped him to shreds until he ordered fire on his own troops. So that yeah, exactly. that like that like they already kind of hinted like you know she she almost took down Thanos guys all by her lonesome you know until Thanos had to pull his trump card kind of a thing to really kind of get there. So I have to say that was pretty awesome. That was pretty impressive. I did like that, but the questions that I had didn't really get answered at the last episode, but I don't think that the thing is, is, yeah, the thing is this, is that when it came to the questions or the theories, you know, they're not going to give us all the answers or introduce the next big bad character in, in, in a show. That's supposed to be something that's done in the MCU movies. But uh, do I think it relates to everything? I think it will. I think I think that they have a very long-term goal that they're kind of working on. Um, but for right now, I think they're just kind of doing their own thing. They're just saying, like, hey, just, you know, this is how Scarlet Witch is. This is what she can do. Um, now we're going to show you what the Winter Soldier and Falcon can do since Captain America is gone. So 
I thought that was pre- I thought that was pretty good. So yeah, I'll give the show overall a seven a seven point five out of ten. It's well worth watching. At first, it'll confuse you. A lot of things were cliche and funny, especially with SimCon stuff, but I thought it was pretty good overall. Um, It is worth watching, and it just shows that you shouldn't really judge a character, especially by how they portrayed them in movies, especially kind of like, now I'm really starting to like Zemo because of Falcon and Winter Soldier. But um, I'll get into that when we start talking about the more like upcoming stuff that Marvel, uh, or, or that might be ended up happening. But I'm going to ask you this, and I'm just going to switch to the next thing. So, and, and and I do have to thank you for this. I do have to thank you, sir. You very good, sir, for this. For convincing me to watch this. So, same with everybody else. But the freaking motherfucking Zack Snyder Justice League cut. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. What would you rate yeah. that? I mean, what, surprise. What would you rate that? Well, I mean... One uh, so, surprisingly, it, surprisingly, I had to get you to watch something DC related. Yeah, like, for once in my like life, the tables have turned. Yeah, and now for once, and now for oh, for our listeners, I will I will tell you guys this right real quick. Uh, I tried watching the original Justice League theatrical version, and I had to turn it off, and I couldn't finish it because it just pissed me off so much because of how how it portrayed the characters and thanks to you i finally said okay you and our other friend jose which we'll bring in on the marvel versus dc uh episode but if it wasn't for you two i wouldn't have watched it and i can tell you in my opinion it completely redeemed dc and i'm very happy for that so what would you rate easily like Zack snyder one out of ten well I mean, I'll give it a solid eight. Keep in mind, I give the theatrical version a zero because that's how bad that movie was. I couldn't like, finish it, so I get like, it. I get movie, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it took me six times to watch that movie. Like I was telling Jose, like I didn't watch it straight through like you do. I watched it. I turned it off. I caught it on another part. I'm going to the break room. Oh look, Justice League's on. I watched this part, but we piece it all together. Like this movie sucked. This movie does not suck though. The Zack Snyder cut. No. I never thought Why I would say this, but I got I want I yeah like I want to see more. I give it an eight. I like how what first thing like what I liked is one they actually gave Cyborg an actual plot like first he's off, the heart of they, the story. Dude, the they, that, they, he Cyborg is the Ant Man of of DC. Like Ant Man has such a huge yeah. role in Marvel yeah. in the Avengers, but. They they portrayed him kind of as a B side character. Now in the original cut, they they portrayed him as like a C side character. Like like oh yeah, cyborg he exists. There he is. He exists. That's it. That's it. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He he was just there to say to say booyah. You know what I mean? Like like. By the way, he, he, he is a, he is allowed like, to say booyah. He is allowed to say booyah. He, he is allowed to say booyah. <laughs> He's allowed oh, to say God. booyah. Give, give him some more lines. I'm glad. That his his story is the heart of the story. Like, like it's the and when you see the Snyder cut, you're just like, how the hell do you cut off pretty much the main point of the movie? Like it makes no sense. It's cyborg. It's his relationship with his father. It's his relationship with his mother. It's his 
one having one of the it's how he became cyborg it's how he became cyborg you know what i mean and i'm just like you cut that part out what else did i like about it well for one they got rid of all a lot of the unnecessary humor especially involving batman um i like that i like uh, the ancient battle where Darkseid came in and he was fighting Atlanteans. He was fighting the um, the, the Amaz- Amazon fighting warriors. Amazonians. He was fighting gods. Ares was there. Ares is Zeus. Like what? And man and the lanterns. And I'm just like, this is so well done. And I'm just like, oh man. And even the last battle scene, the final battle scene, and Joss Whedon who was. Well, if you're reading any stories, it's never going to work in Hollywood again because he screwed up two big franchise movies, Asia Ultron, and now Z- and now the theatrical version of Justice League. The ending fight scene is better compared to the previous one where you have... I mean, I don't... Should we spoil... Oh, I'm a spoiler. You guys should have saw it by now. When, when Wonder Woman chopped off Steppenwolf's head and it flew into the portal and Darkseid stepped on it. I was like, dude, like so, like like so dope. The movie made me actually like Superman. I dude, never liked Superman. Dude, dude. Thought, and the, they oh, even they even like improved on Steppenwolf but, too. Don't forget that. Yeah, yeah. They, they, it's like everything's been improved, and it's just like Warner Brothers. You see what happens if you just get out of your own way. You see, like you, you just look look at it. Oh god, it's it's frustrating because right, that's just proof that DC could have great movies just like the MCU if Warner Brother executives just got out the way and let a nerd run it, like how Kevin Feige, a bona fide nerd just like me and you, is running Marvel. Period. You know uh, what? You know what? Gonna... I'll, I'll I'll put it up to you. What what, what do you say, Kyle? What what? What, what what would you give it? I know you said it's improvement. No, 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 no. You know? Okay, you know what's crazy is I was going to say an 8 out of 10. Just like you. The Zack Snyder cut is an 8 out of 10. I'll go in, in and, I'm, and, I'm, and I know I'm a, a lot more of a DC fan than you are. However, though, I I do love the fact that you're getting a lot more into DC. So, I do appreciate that. That being said, like, for example, The Flash. I know everybody knows I love The Flash. I freaking love The Flash. He's he's my favorite hero of all time. He's my favorite hero in both the MCU and the DC stuff combined. I'll take him over any hero in the MCU, and that's saying a lot. Now, it pissed me off <laughs> a lot when I watched the John Sweden mer- version of Justice League because they screwed up The Flash. For starters, I remember they had a scene in the movie where he was like, they're like, yeah, there's guns, blah, blah, He's like, oh, no, 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 I, I, I don't do guns. And I'm like, what the hell do you mean you don't do guns? Guns, you, you laugh at guns. Like, you'll have 60 people pointing guns at you. You're like, oh, okay, all right, fine. But for him to say, don't, I don't do guns, I don't do bullets or whatever, it's like, dude, that's, that's BS. It's not the flash. Now, thank you for taking that scene out. That scene was not in the Zack Snyder cut. I don't even know why the hell they put in the John Sweden cut. Now... They finally fixed the Flash. They finally fixed how awkward he is. They fixed how he, how nerdy he is, how much he loves certain stuff. I also like the little cameo they did in the Flash TV show with him, by the way. It was really short and small and sweet, but it was still great, especially when they're arguing, like, or not arguing, but they're like, you know, the Flash from the show is like, wow, this looks 
your suit looks so protective and durable or whatever and then the uh the the flash from the from the dc movie is like oh my gosh it looks like so comforting like you can breathe like i loved that in the show and i know i think i showed you just that one clip of it but either way they fixed all that they fixed how awkward he is they fixed how he's a flash they fixed how he talks about the timeline and how it's a big no-no to go travel back in time to fix something because if you know the flash you know that you can't do that even though i still consider the flash pretty much the protector of the time space continuum um the only thing that they still didn't get right with the flash is his lightning because it's supposed to be yellow and to me that's a that's a pretty iconic thing and i'll save that for some other stuff but you know the blue lightning whatever i they, i like how they kind of exaggerated the lightning a lot because the kinetic energy he builds from running creates a lot. It's kind of like what you, you know, think of static electricity. You're rubbing your feet on the floor. It creates a lot of static electricity and stuff. You know, that's just how he's supposed to be. Now, they finally fixed him. They made him correct. They made him just like so optimistic, so happy. He's like, yeah, I'm here to help. This is great. Blah, blah, blah. All this other stuff. Like, they did that right. Uh, they finally fixed. Um, no, no, Wonder Woman never had a problem. Uh Although 1984 is a different story, but we're not getting into that. Um, but also, when it comes to uh, Aquaman, they did him right. He's a great actor. I'm actually okay with them switching races and hair color and a lot of stuff. If the actors are good enough, and gosh darn it, he is a great Aquaman. And I will say that hands down. I love how they brought back Superman. Um, and they did it right, saying like, yes, Superman came back because of Lois Lane. Now, in the comics, if Superman ever does something wrong... Or comes back from doing something wrong is because of Lois Lane. So, I guess you could say Superman's biggest emotion is his love for Lois Lane. And they did pretty much show that and prove that in this. And I'm very happy for that. So, I would say like, you know, Cyborg, they made him from a C-class character to an A-class character. He's, he's very important. He's the deal. He's a really big thing. Even in the Flash cameo for the TV show I was talking about, he even, like, the Flash even said, Ah, oh, dude, I was telling Victor about this right before he, like, uh, fades away. And I'm like, he would, because Victor would talk about technology and all this other stuff to him and everything. Because Victor, even though they make him, like, out to be this, like, high school athlete that just got, like, cybernetic implants, the dude is smart. People don't realize that. And not only did he become smart, or, uh, sorry, not only was he already smart, but then this guy who's a genius pretty much becomes half man, half machine. Um, you know, half of his brain is human, half of his brain is mechanical, which is why he can never be fully mind controlled because you could either mind control machines or humans. See, if you can mind control cyborg, that dude is only 50% controlled. And his other half of his brain can take over because of that. And, and they finally, they finally started kind of showing that thing about him the only thing is <laughs> that i think is funny is that they kind of made cyborg look kind of like ultron like they made him way more cybernetic than half and half however though uh -huh. i'll live with that because damn cyborg is finally cyborg he is cyborg i love cyborg i own i think like 300 teen titans comics that guy is cyborg that is how cyborg's supposed to be ben affleck you're actually a really good. Uh, you're actually a really good Batman, in my opinion. Um, you're a lot better for Bruce Wayne than Christian Bale. 
Christian Bale was a really good Batman, though. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 Oh, okay. All right. Go on. What, what do you mean he's a better Bruce Wayne? What do you know about Bruce Wayne from Christian Bale? I mean, there's, 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 there's two. I mean, he, he's, he's portraying so, the okay, older Okay, Bruce okay, okay, okay. No, he's, no, no, he's not. No, he's like, not. No, because remember in the movies with um so so in the um, the Christopher Nolan uh Batman movies remember when Bane is around remember he's supposed to be like 50 so he's supposed to be the experienced Batman and all this stuff and he was still kind of the same way but he was never really uh I don't I would say he was a he was a Bruce Wayne like I'd give him a six and a half out of ten as a Bruce Wayne person Bruce Wayne like in the Christopher Nolan movies was uh, with Christian Bale was a lot more of like a, yeah, I'm rich. Uh, yeah, I can do this. I'm just going to be Bruce Wayne because I'm rich. And I'm going to do all this stuff, which he does do. But they didn't really show him any emotion. He, I felt like it was kind of fake. I feel, you know, like, and that Batman was truly who he is, which is, which is true. But Ben Affleck does a great Bruce Wayne. As in, he's a, he's a fantastic Bruce Wayne. He's good at pulling off the billionaire stuff. And all that stuff. Kind of like what the Flash gets in his car. He's like, what's, what's your Billy? Like, how are you in this moment? He's like, I'm rich. <laughs> and Daddy just pulls off. That's literally something Bruce Wayne would say. Now, if Christian Bale was in the car, he's like, oh, how are you doing this? Christian Bale would try to give him some logical explanation like, well, when my parents died, I realized I had a better meaning for this world. But, you know, kind of a thing. Like, you know, if, if that was the case where you put him in the car, <laughs> that's how that would be. That's not how Bruce Wayne is. Bruce Wayne is smart. Bruce Wayne to this day is the number one detective. Now remember, everybody needs to remember he's a detective. He is the number one detective in all of DC. Like he's the dude is smart. He can figure stuff out. I mean, heck, the dude who does not have superpowers, a lot of money, is smart enough to figure out the most insane villains' weaknesses. I mean, Batman has been able to stop Superman, and Batman realized in the. Zack Snyder cut that they had to bring Superman back in order to defeat Darkseid. By the way, I do want to say they actually made Darkseid kind of seem pretty powerful. Uh, like they actually made him seem as powerful as Darkseid should be. Um, you know, I feel uh, the only thing I feel like is that they did introduce Darkseid pretty quick. You know, but I only probably feel like that because of how they of how good Marvel introduced Thanos slowly into the universe. You know, I feel like they kind of jumped the gun on this one, but. At the same time, if they try to do everything Marvel did, everybody would be like, oh, well, they're just copying Marvel and blah, blah, blah. But he was great. Ben Affleck was great. Ben Affleck, I do love you, Superman. I really want Hen uh, Hen what is it? Uh, Henry Cavill, I think his name is. like as uh, Yeah, to come back. I want him to come back as Superman. Uh, he was a great Superman. I know he's doing The Witcher and a lot of other stuff, so I get if he doesn't. But he was the best Superman since the og superman and everybody knows who i'm talking about when i say the og super the live action og superman from way back when but i have to say that uh the Zack snyder cut with how they actually made steppenwolf a threatening good character they made the flash the flash for once except for his blue lightning wonder woman 
they did right when they started showing her deflecting all the bullets and having good enough reflexes to deflect the bullets one at a time to save all the civilians. They showed Cyborg's knowledge and his ability and with his dad explaining like, hey, the technology is going to be your playground, dude. I'm just letting you know. I'm sorry that I wasn't a great dad, but the technology is your playground. Aquaman is like, hey, you know, I'm powerful. I'm all this, blah, blah, but I'm still, I like, you know, Aquaman, they, they did a good job of showing how Aquaman kind of wants to be human and didn't want to be this powerful OP, you know, superhuman sea person. Like, they, they finally did it right, and it pisses me off because you know that stuff was recorded before the theater film, and they took all the good stuff out. You know what? I would have stayed in the, fe- in the theater yeah, for, for, for a four-hour cut of this film. If it's that good, I would have stayed in there. I love that. And you know what else was cut? Hmm. I guess technically it was a cut because they refilmed it, but it was supposed to be filmed. But of that. The Joker, the Joker scene. The, the Batman. Jared Leto? Post apocalyptic. Yeah. The Batman post apocalyptic Red Evil Superman dream sequence was brilliant to me. Brilliant. Like, oh my god. It, it, it. I, I didn't like Jerry Leto's Joker, you know. I thought he was gangster Joker and all that other stuff. No, I just, I didn't feel like he was a Joker. I just felt like I feel like he was a awesome. fan of the Joker who wanted to be the Joker but failed horribly at it. From yeah. the from the John Sweden version and from Suicide and from the first Suicide Squad Suicide Squad version, yeah. yeah. But this version, I'm like, wow, like it was very well acted. Even like his laugh. Like you said, there's 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 different Joker laughs, you know. Not everybody's got to laugh like Heath Ledger or Jack Nicholson, but no, he like Jack Nicholson kind of or or uh, or uh, Mark Hamill, you know, Hamill. or even uh, one of my other yeah. favorite animated Jokers, uh, which I showed you, which was uh, you know, AKA Bender, you know, from Futurama. He was a, he was a great Joker in the animated uh, film Under the Red Hood. But, yeah, like that. That that's if if that that scene alone maybe want a sequel. I want them to um, continue the Snyderverse, which they can. I mean, there's. I mean, that movie kind of set up a lot of things, like like when you mentioned like the Flash breaking time barrier, you know, breaking his. Except we said we weren't gonna do this. That kind of sets up. I loved how they did that. By the way, version of it. Uh, 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 yeah, a uh, Flashpoint paradox. Yeah, we know that. Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck was cast in the Flash movie, so it kind of gives you the idea of hmm, where they gotta go. But now I wonder what what's Warner Brothers gonna? What do you think Warner Brothers gonna do? Because to me, it's kind of like success of this. You have to bring back the Snyderverse. You have to. Well, that's hard, and I I have to say I really don't know one hundred percent what they'll do. Um... You know, at this point, it's all up in the air because it's like, they've had some stuff really good, but most of it's been bad. Uh, like, really good to me would be, um, obviously, the Zack Snyder version. Uh, the Aquaman movie was very reasonable. The original Wonder, Man, Wonder Woman vo- movie was very reasonable. Um, and, um, you know, it's like... You know, and it, it, they they're they're just slowly starting to probably understand. Like, like for example, Shazam was amazing. I loved Shazam. They did Shazam great. So 
DC has some hope. And I actually lost, like, because I saw Shazam, and then I saw Justice League, and I lost hope. I was like, wow, they did one good thing, someone did something right, and then they screwed up and with Justice League, and I'm done. But then with the Zack Snyder version, I was like, no, they actually had the right plan the whole entire time with the right actors, with the right plot, with the right writing. And then all of a sudden they screwed it up because John Sweden stepped in because because Zack Snyder decided not to be a thing of that and it's like what the heck happened? And I, that's what it was until I saw the Zack Snyder version. But I do agree as well. By the way, I do love what they did with the Flash, him running back in time, him going to do that to save everything. I loved how they ended up doing all of that. I still love that Dark Side is still there, still a villain. I'm glad to see uh, that they were ended up doing all that all of that kind of stuff. So. I am excited to see, and I want them to still keep. Um, I still, I now I actually do want to see how. Uh, what is his name, Michael? You know, or some whatever, uh, be the Joker again. I'll give him another shot. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because like like you said, like his laugh, how he was talking to Batman at the end of the credits, like he was he's like like. Like, <laughs> you need me. <laughs> like, you know, stuff like that. It's like, yeah, the yeah. Joker would do something like that, you know, rather than just be like, oh, yay, blah, 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 like how he was before. And I feel like that was a writing and uh, director part of it, not an acting part, because I don't think that Jared Leto's a bad actor. I would never have expected him to be the Joker. I still would love to see Brad Pitt be the Joker, and I'll and I think I've gone that over that before. But yeah, no, I did in our Joker's episode. But either way, like after that, I was like, okay, I think these guys do want to be these characters. I think these actors and actresses do want to be the role of these people properly, and I feel like they did the research. Um, but I feel like that when they were doing it, they like uh, Warner Brothers was just like. No, we want you to do it like this, though. And they're like, well, that's not the character is. We're like, no, this is how the character's going to be now. It's like, why the hell did you do that? Don't you understand that people that see these movies are huge comic book fans that love this stuff yeah. for the whole entire lives? Like, come on. Like, there's been so Warner many Brothers, Batmans Warner that we compared to. Know what to do. Like, I just remember way back when that... Um, bet, like, I remember uh, reading an article forever ago. Gosh, this was, like, back in, like... 2013 2012 maybe where or so it was around that time period where i remember warner brothers went or whoever went up to uh ben affleck was like we want you to be batman he's like oh hell no like he actually said no at first he's like i'm not gonna be batman why would i be batman like i can't top christian bale with batman like blah blah because blah. uh for those who don't know ben affleck is actually a very big um comic book nerd um and and then they were like, well, here's our original script. Like, in other words, they handed them the script, and they're like, this is how we plan on it being. Obviously, they changed that, but they gave him the script, and he's like, actually, this looks really good. I'm I'm okay with this. And then, boom. So they did that, but then, obviously, Warner Brothers behind the scenes keeps changing stuff up on them, which is screwing everything over, which is why, obviously... Ryan Reynolds was like, nope, I'm out. I'm not doing Green Lantern anymore. Ben Affleck was pretty much like, I'm out too. And then Jared Leto even said, like, no, like, I'm out. Like, And they were like, yeah, we're not going to have you being the Joker anymore. And now, and now he's back. You know, stuff like that. So they're finally getting some stuff right. They're finally starting to understand that the fans is what matters the most. And it's not just like Transformers where they can just be like, 
yeah, we'll just make another cool, fun, action-packed, like, crazy scene movie where it'll sell really good in one country because of the demand. and But it won't sell good anybody anywhere else. So they were too concentrated on money rather than the long-term investment. So finally, they're getting right. Thank you, whoever works at Warner Brothers. I just want to say thank you for begging whoever it was that you begged to release the Zack Snyder version because it actually gave me more hope. And now I'm paying attention to your shit. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry. I kind of wanted to rant there, but yeah. I mean, I I, I mean exactly like we you know when we discussed with the episode, I was like, you know, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Kyle the floor here because you know a lot more about DC than I do. So I'm excited to see who they bring in about Green Lantern characters and how they portrayed everything. Like, I'm glad that they brought in Martian Manhunter yeah. at the end. Martian Manhunter, and for those of you who didn't realize, the guy who was playing Martian Manhunter was actually the uh, soldier in the military at the end of uh, Henry Cavill's first uh, Superman movie, where he's like, I'm not your enemy, I'm just a dude from Kansas, you know, and then, like, blasts off. Like, obviously that was Martian Manhunter this whole entire time. So, or at least it seems like it. So, he's been in this thing the whole entire time. I'm glad they introduced him at the end. He's like, yeah, I'm an ally. I'm going to help you, Batman, blah, blah, And Batman's just like, cool. <laughs> we'll use all the help we can get. Because that's how Batman is. He pretty much did help form the Justice League. And so did the Flash. The Flash is one of the original former members of the Justice League that helped form them, too. But, um, of course, I know that because I'm a Flash fan. But I do like how they ended up doing that. I'm really excited to see where DC actually finally goes for once. That being said, I'm not going to have high standards for DC anymore. I mean, I just, I'm not going to give them a lot of hope. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not giving them a lot of hope. But now I do have hope. And I'm just happy to have some hope because I do love DC. I love the Green Lantern universe. I love the Green Lantern Corps, for example. I hope they do that right. I hope they introduce not just the Green Lantern, but the Green Lantern, Yellow, Yellow Lantern, you know, with fear, Orange's Greed. You know, blue is hope, which, by the way, the Flash is a blue lantern. Like, stuff like that. Like, I really hope they, like, you know, red is anger, acid, blood, spitting out of their mouths. Like, I really hope they get they dig into this stuff. I don't care if they have to do t more TV shows in order to explain it, which is what Marvel's doing now, just explain a lot more back-end, I think, for their future MCU movies up to come. So, I have a lot of, I, 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 not, not a lot, a lot of hope, but I have some hope because of Shazam in the Zack Snyder movie. Those two movies are really up there for me, and I absolutely love them. And, by the way, I can't wait to see if they actually bring Shazam into the DCU. So, that'll be pretty nice. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy, excited. I'm really happy I mean, to see where they're going to go. Yeah, I mean, alright, so... One thing I do, we do want to tap it in, uh, I mean, we get it kind of... Fish on time um, is some of the things that are currently airing right now. I mean, you have to touch on some things that happened and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we also had the Loki trailer just released. And I don't know if you've seen it, but the Suicide Squad trailer has been released. So we are getting like a I lot of things. I haven't watched that yet. I haven't watched Suicide Squad um, trailer. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I, I don't know what to think of of the movie. I mean, I know James Gunn, um, as you guys all know, director of Guardians of the Galaxy, is directing it, 
And yeah, since he switched to that though, I do have some last one stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it can't be worse than the last one. Um, that's for sure. But my biggest thing as far as like what's to come is the Loki show. I know, I know, you just watched the trailer, and I was laughing because you, we, you know, we were getting ready for the show. He was watching the trailer, and he was like, "I already got a theory." Like forty seconds into the trailer, pretty much, like, yeah, I did. So the same because, like, the same day, like, I have my, like, my head is spinning right now, and it's just, ah, oh, there's just so, like, there's just so much. Like to me, that's the fun part about being a fan of all of this. It's just the theories, whether if you're wrong or right. It's just, yeah, it's like fucking the Winter Soldier. Rest. It's the last two days we've seen each other. I'm even asking, who's the power broker? Who's the power broker? Who do you think is the power broker? Uh, for those who have been watching the shows, for shows who haven't, well, sorry, but there will be a, a. I mean, it's not the end of the season. But you're about to hear a bit of yeah. A it's not a spoiler. So it's not a spoiler because we don't know. It's yeah. not a spoiler because we don't know. We don't. We, we don't know. And I'm pretty sure you've seen the commercials by now, but and right now at the current moment of fucking the Soldier, they are trying to figure out who recreated the super serum and who is behind it. Who is this power broker? Now, me and you both have two different theories. I think it's Sharon Carter who is the power broker. She's been pretty much exiled into the ground of the underworld. Um... There's just some questionable things about her, like how did, like how she sniped uh, the crime lord, or how she like pretty much knew where they were at. And that conversation, which like, I mean, she told her assistant, well, some things have changed. And it kind of makes me see like maybe she is now this super crime lord. Now, why does she want the super serum recreate? I don't know. Maybe she just wants the world to be full of super soldiers. Maybe she doesn't want a world without quote-unquote barriers, which is like that flag smashers group. I mean, far we know, during the blip, she went back to her home, or at least was like, okay, cool, there's no country, there's no United States in a sense. But then they brought back the border, so now she has to go back to her crime world. But I, I don't know. That's just who I think is the power broker. Who do you think is the power broker? Hold on, stop. I'm going to ask you something real quick. How do you know she wasn't part of the blip? You know, she got booked out. She never said she was. She never said she wasn't. She kind of hinted she's been here the whole time. I think she talked about, because she talked about how the blip was doing. But she always said that, like, whenever she's talking about the blip, she's like, yeah, during that time, this is what happened. But she never said we or I did this. So, interesting. And like she said, things have changed. Um... The answer to your question, um, I just kind of want it to be, I don't know what I'm saying, but originally I was thinking maybe, you know, Dr. Doom's related to the power broker because, you know, Sokovia and, uh, his country like Latvia or whatever, like is right next to it. And I love Dr. Doom. Everybody knows that who listens to our podcast. Um, I don't really think that though they would introduce someone like Dr. Doom as the big bad right away. Now, that's why also now I remembered like who the power broker was originally, which is a, a person named Curtis Jackson. And I'm not going to go into detail about Curtis Jackson's history, but that being said, 
the person that in the comics kills the power broker is the Punisher. So, you know, every no, I'm nobody. I'm surprised a lot of people have been asked like, "Hey, what happened to the Marvel shows? Are they gonna bring them back?" Blah blah. blah. Like when it comes to the Netflix ones, with like uh, Iron Fist, which I would give. Um, A 6 out of 10. I will give... Luke Cage a 6.5 out of 10. Um, both shows kind of annoyed me. Jessica Jones, I'll give a 6.7 out of 10. I love Jessica Jones as a character. I don't think she's good enough to really have her own TV show. I get why a lot of people would think that, though. Um, and, and Daredevil is a freaking 9 out of 10. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Daredevil, hands down, 9 out of 10. That, that, that show was fantastic. Punisher, I'll give it an 8.9 out of 10. Almost as good as Daredevil. I'll take Daredevil over Punisher. that. But I want to see those. Now, nothing against the actors and actresses for this stuff. I want to see them come back. I want to see them play those same characters. I thought Luke Cage was a great Luke Cage. I thought Iron Fist was a great Iron Fist. I felt Punisher was a great Punisher. So on and so forth. I'll just say that hands down. But... To answer your question, after I went on that little rant, I'm starting to think that it's possible, it's possible that the power broker is Billy Russo, who, who, to those who don't watch the Punisher, that is the Punisher's best friend from the military days, uh, that he was always with, he did all the missions with, you know, they had to kill and do all the really messed up stuff with, all that kind of stuff, um, who ended up becoming, I guess you could say, mentally unstable and because of all the stuff he's done and went through he tried to become stable he actually tried to start a company and become and get money off of it because of military dogs and stuff like that not actual dogs by military dogs i mean like people who just always want to be soldiers not relating to captain america at all that's a completely different type of soldier but i think it's a possibility because billy russo especially after the punisher almost killed him but didn't um, you know, always wanted to get more powerful. He he started to realize he was going crazy. He started realizing that his mindset is not correct, but he still believed his mindset was accurate and right. So I think that he um that he's possibly the power broker. He's trying to find a serum to make himself more stronger, build an army of soldiers, which is what he was already doing in the show to an extent. You know, building this repertoire, building these these mercenaries i guess you could say you know to do all of his work and to do all this stuff for him not that it was bad work because he had good intentions at, at first he had good intentions but you know mm-hmm. i feel like that billy russo is possibly the power broker and that maybe sharon's working for him because look, look the dude was in the military he knows his stuff he knows how to fight the dude's not stupid the dude is wicked smart not like brilliant smart like he's not like some tony stark or whatever but the dude is clever you know he's he can figure stuff out. He can convince others uh, that he's telling the truth when he's not. Like so, I feel like that someone like him could be the could be the power broker, or at least if it's not him, my other guess is someone who would be a direct descendant or some not not descendant, but someone who works under Doctor Doom. Now, the, the this theory I don't think is actually what's happening at all, but it is a theory. It's someone that's under Doctor Doom, and they're trying to do this to build an army now. Doctor Doom usually doesn't rely on one person to do that stuff for him. That's what's different about him. He kind of does just he just kind of does everything himself. But I will say I would love to see him 
be the power broker because then you'll see the Punisher kill the power broker, which will be the Punisher killing his best friend, Billy Russo. Yeah, I mean, when you were telling me about that earlier, I was just like, wow, like, I, didn't, I didn't even think about that. Um, like, and it would be a great way, like we mentioned, like the tie in, like the Netflix series um, characters, like, you know, like, hey, those shows were part of the MCU. They might have been treated like a f- MCU, like step cousin, but those shows were part of the MCU. So I like that theory. You know, I'm going to throw this out there. That's because we're coming to a close soon. I'm going to just throw this theory out there for you. What is this whole entire time Zemo was a power broker? I just, I, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just kind of throwing this out there. I don't really have any, uh, a lot of theories to back it up or anything like that, but it's just like, what if it was Zemo? You know, he's been in, like, think about someone that's as smart and brilliant as him. Um, you know, he was, like, the dude was single-handedly able to track down the Winter Soldier and figure out how to bring him out. Someone who's been able to evade everybody for, like, 70 or 80 years. He was like, oh, I just need to get the Winter Soldier. This is what I have to do for it. The dude forced himself... He forced himself to learn other languages. He forced himself to do a lot of stuff. He forced himself to learn Hydra's abilities just to find out where he is to bring him out of hiding. You know? And he did that in a short amount of time. Especially when you want to consider the Winter Soldier, like, aka, like, being a ghost. Um, you know, doing, like, you know, like, uh, like, to, like, someone who's really good at hiding and do all that to bring him out of hiding. So I think that that would be uh, actually pretty interesting. I don't actually think that's the case. I just like to throw out different theories. I would like to see what people say about that, but that'd be interesting. But okay, what, what, one last thing I want to dive into. Um, do you think they're going to go with the Dark Avengers? Especially because we saw White Vision and WandaVision. I do. I do think they're going to go with it with White Vision. Uh, and then some of the other characters. Do you, do you, you think they're going to bring Dark Avengers to a thing or what? I mean, you got you gotta have U.S. agent, well, evil Captain America, John Walker. Uh, I think it's something that they are building towards to. We don't know he's evil, but yeah, like what I was saying to you before in person, like, so they have White Vision, aka Dark Vision. All you know, I, I call him Dark Vision. Now they have, I guess you could say, Dark Captain America with his sidekick with him. But you know, and stuff like that, psychic friend, whatever you want to say. Like, I feel like that's a high possibility, and is how they're introducing the other characters. And we probably won't really know this or have another theory until the Loki shows appear. The Loki show appears. Um, but I think I do think it's a possibility. Um, do you think that U.S. Agent was uh, uh, introduced with the serum? Do you think? Do you think he got the serum? Because it's hard to say. Like. Kind of like what uh, we discussed before at one time, you know, he, um, you know, he's really strong. He can throw and work that shield like Captain America. It's kind of like as if he did take a serum. Um, and I like what I was saying is that, you know, he was able to decently fight off a group of characters who did have the serum. Now, he now, now fight off doesn't mean he won. He, he was he actually did end up losing. But you're talking, like, you know, if you put one Captain America against five Captain Americas, you would say, 
okay, well, if they're all equal, then yeah, the one Captain America against the five is going to lose. So, you know, maybe he had a serum, maybe he wants more of it, maybe he wants to grow stronger, maybe he wants to, but maybe he originally had good intentions, you know, but maybe because kind of like how they describe it in the first Captain America movie is like, you know, the, the, the serum makes the bad, the best of you better. It makes the worst of you worse. So maybe he did want a better intention at first, but maybe he had this underlying, you know, mental th- prof, uh, mental process that is actually bad, and now he's actually just wanting to grow stronger and take control of everything himself. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of these, like, I think I talk about it, where I don't think he's necessary. I think he's really strong. I think he's obviously to be chosen. He's a very highly skilled person. I just don't think he has Captain America wearing a soldier super strength, which is why I think he's personally trying to not to not just find the super serum to you know be a hero. I think he's trying to take it for himself, like you mentioned, like to enhance him even more. Uh, I mean, we had three episodes left. I mean, we seen him like. I, want them, the I, I, hope they, I hope I hope Isaiah, by the way, has a bigger part. Like, you know, I especially because he was a soldier that had the, the the serum in him. I guess you know he's strong. He threw a what was it an Altoids can at the wall, got it stuck in as if it was like a knife. Like, dude, that's mm-hmm. pretty intense. And um, Bucky, yeah, shout out to, uh, Bucky shout remembers out to him. Isaiah Bradley. Shout out to him. Yeah, he's yeah, like shout out to shout out to him. Yeah, like, that guy is pretty badass. I'm not going to lie. I'd love to see more of him. I want to, like, I feel like that if they do bring him back to fight, he might fight his last fight in the end. I don't know if they're going to kill him off or or just leave him how he is. But, you know, he might realize, oh, Bucky is a good guy now. He's actually not brainwashed by Hydra. He's not doing all this, you know, kind of stuff. So, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see him come back, um, you know, because they're not going to bring back Captain America, uh, obviously, uh, like the Chris Evans Captain America. Um, so they might do this, which might help make Falcon take up the shield, you know, have him take up the mantle. So I would I, I would love to see that personally. I think that would be great. I don't really know how it's going to end up going out in the end. And I don't expect at this point, especially because of how WandaVision ended, I don't expect to have any questions answered. I actually expect to have more questions. But honestly, I'm kind of excited about that. I'm um, excited too. Like I said, we got three more episodes left. We're definitely going to. I wish it was like six. I want, like, like, give me six more episodes. I'll, I'll do with six. But it's just so it's so fast. <laughs> like Yeah. I mean,. We, we we can't be greedy. We we've been with a lot of with a lot of content. So yeah, like yes, I can't I, I can't expect episodes, them. Please. Like I like I feel like that these shows are just meant to kind of like explain more of the background of most characters, which I'm totally okay with. Um, you know, especially now because they're diving more into Falcon's history and stuff like that. More, they're starting to dive into uh, the other stuff Bucky did in his past when he was controlled by Hydra. Kind of like how he killed that guy who was the son of that Asian guy that he's uh, always talking to, befriending. I wonder how that's going to happen. I wonder if, like, when he it says, like, I'm I'm pretty sure I killed your son. I'm sorry. Like, I wonder if he's going to be like, I forgive you. Or 
a or the second option would be like i actually knew that in a sense or if he's just gonna be like whoa i i had no idea screw you i'm out of here like i don't know but you know i feel like that because besides falcon the only character bucky is currently attached to besides falcon and i guess not he i would say he's attached to isaiah but he's attached to that guy's dad so i feel like that bucky will probably like like maybe they'll kidnap him because they'll figure out who that guy is that bucky killed him and then bucky will be like no you can't kill him oh my gosh like and bucky will go pretty much ape shit on that i don't know i really don't know at this point i do want to know i want to know how they're gonna go about it but i, I i'm curious and Three episodes might not be enough for me, <laughs> just to be honest. But I I love it so far. Yeah, def- most definitely love it. Um, and, and they're they're long episodes too. I actually enjoy. Like I mentioned to you, it's almost like we're watching like that last episode. Almost felt like we were watching Christopher Nolan Batman movie. Like, yeah, the fantastic. the scenes, all that stuff. And like I was saying with the first episode before we watched, I was like, dude. It felt like a Marvel movie right away, even when we were talking to our other friend, like Darren and stuff like that, like, he was like, dude, yeah, it, it, it did kind of feel like a Marvel movie right away with, like, the action all that, how they were setting things up, but I do like how they're changing some stuff, and we'll see, you know, today is uh, April 8th, you know, for example, and I'm going to have this episode published by tonight, before the episode tomorrow comes out, just so... You know, it can make some sense and, you know, not be caught off guard because I'm going to uh, make sure this episode is published by tonight. Um, you know, I, I'm really excited to see because tomorrow is the next episode of the Falcon of the Winter Soldier and I really want to see a lot more happen. I don't know, like, and lately, WandaVision, I had questions right away and they answered it and I was going to let go. Like, as in, like, I was like, oh, okay, that's what they're doing. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm down for it. I'm excited to see what they do. But with this show, I just feel like that. I'm like, hey. They answer one question, and then four more questions kind of appear from it. So, I'm down to see where it goes. Yeah, I'm definitely down to see where it goes too. Like, oh man, like, can't wait! I cannot wait. Hopefully, I'll be able to watch it tomorrow or at least Saturday. But we're definitely, definitely gonna get a nice payoff. I think when it's all set up for the show. Well, I mean, we say that, but. Although, I do want to say I'm glad they gave Zemo his mask. I know you said that originally, but I'm so happy to see that, Z- that they gave Zemo his mask. I'm glad, that, I'm glad they showed that Zemo could fight, that Zemo could do all this other stuff too. I'm actually glad they brought him back. I don't think it was like them bringing back a random character from the movies and be like, oh yeah, we're just going to like throw him in now. No, I think they actually kind of, d- they have a really good plan behind everything. And, you know, Zemo's okay with helping mm-hmm. both Falcon and the Winter Soldier right now. And he's... Because remember, Zemo is against the serum. That was his whole thing. He needs to take out everybody who has a serum. Yeah, he is. Like, he doesn't he doesn't want the serum. So, that's why I don't think Zemo is a power broker. Even though I said, you know, maybe he is. And I feel like if he's a power broker, it's because he wants to get a hold of everything. Get a hold of all the serum and be like, ha ha ha. Okay, now it's gone. But... You know, I'm glad that they're introducing him as a character in this now, um, especially because he's someone who understands it and is somebody, and he's somebody that a lot of us don't understand. So, I'll be really happy to see where all of this goes. But, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, 
We appreciate all of you for listening tonight. I know that we didn't answer anybody's questions and stuff like that. We did talk about a lot of our theories, me and Ryan, but I just want to say we all appreciate you guys listening. I'm really excited to see how this stuff goes out. Um, I, I can't wait for Marvel to come out with, with the other episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier and then Loki and how all that goes. So I just want to say thank you for listening. We'll have more answers, but also more questions for you. So this is the Gray Zone, here and out. <laughs>